It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Our rugby league time now, as usual, uh, at 11 o'clock on Monday mornings. We catch up with uh, Andrew Vice, fresh from his breakfast show in Australia. Uh, And now there are four, of course. We're down to the wire. Two more weeks to go to decide who will be this year's Premiership winner. Um, And Vossi, of course, was heavily involved uh, looking at those games over the weekend. Manly, the Rabbits, the Storm, the Panthers. I, I, I guess uh, you have to say, Vossi, they deserve to be there. They've done the hard work at the right time. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Good morning to all our listeners. That, that is the top four at the end of the regular season. And we've, all, we've sort of had this um, clear-cut top six for a long time. The Roosters and Paramount added to that. But going into the finals, I think you know that's, that's your best four. Melbourne had finished level on points with Penrith. Rabbitohs were a clear-cut third. Manly played their way into fourth position. And, and you're right. I, you know, if you want to... Parramatta probably saying, oh, <laughs> I don't agree with that. But, you know, I think the top four deserve to be playing this weekend in the preliminary finals based on their efforts across the entire season. Um, but Parramatta, of course, do have a, a story to tell out of Saturday night. Could have, maybe, all of those things, but, but didn't quite get it done. OK, let's, uh, while you bring that up, let, let's, uh, we'll go back to front this morning. 8-6, uh, the Panthers... Over the Eels, really close. Some people saying that the officiating didn't exactly go uh, Parramatta's way. I, I saw one play involving Mitch Moses when he was held back, um, which yep. looked like they were really stiff, really stiff. Yeah, look, I can I say this? I mean, I have to speak to you as a bloke who was calling the play-by-play. I was so captivated with the game that it'll be a game that I remember for a long, long time. It was so good. It was compelling from the opening set of the game where they were smashing each other. They were still smashing each other, figuratively, in the last minute of play. You did not know what was going to happen next in the game. To think that we could have a scoreless second half, we could have a match with only two tries scored, when all year we're banged on about rule changes and it's changed the fabric of the game. I mean, this was just a classic semi-final game. So I was sort of removed from the controversy as it unfolded because I was so engrossed with the game. And I you know, I, I, I really am glass half full rather than glass half empty. I now review the game and I see controversial moments, but, you know, you could break the game down into, into 50 moments, you know, with players included. I mean, the dummy half player Parramatta, sadly for Ray Stone, was very costly for them. You know, their third, fourth choice hooker. Um, moments where I thought Jerome Luai could have done better. There were kicks that could have been executed better, but it was all done under pressure. You know, and the referees are not, you know, the players are not the only ones under pressure. The referees in that instance are also under pressure. So I'd, I'd probably rather go on the quality of the game and Parramatta if they could sit back after the disappointment and say, 
be really proud of their performance. And I mean, that was a hell of a finals match. Parramatta was great. At Penrith were great. And all the difference was, was a penalty goal that was kicked in the 40th minute. Quite an incredible contest, an epic contest. I watched Ivan Cleary's presser. He was, um, I guess he was satisfied to a, a small degree that they're, they're through. Um, but he was, um, he was saying they need serious improvement uh, in terms of their finishing because uh, they had opportunities. Well, you can't get away from the fact that they have only scored two tries the first two weeks of the finals, and yet they find themselves in the preliminary final. It's, you know, and I had um, Matty Johns and Cameron Smith on my breakfast show here this morning, and I put to them, rather than get a tip, how many points will it take Penrith to win um, this weekend? And, and the you know, opinion is it's going to take more than 20. So that means they're going to have to get four tries. So they're going to have to score double the number of tries they've scored in the first two weeks. And for that to happen, Nathan Cleary has to be at the top of his game. Now, I've got no doubt at all, and it's no secret, he's got the bung shoulder. So he's got to sort of put that aside and, and, and lead this team, take absolute reins of the side. But Jerome Luai also has to step up um, and, and back himself, you know, bring his running game back. Uh, and then plays like Billy Army Kikau. I mean, I, I think he's been, dare I say, a little timid. You know, he hasn't been destroying. He hasn't been tackle-busting. I mean, James Fisher-Harris, you know, I, I put him up there as one of the best front rowers in the game. But the last two weeks, they have not been big match performances. So there's a lot of individuals at Penrith that need to review their own role. If they can all get better by, you know, 10%, 20%, then Penrith's right in the mix. But unless that happens, Melbourne will be true to the grand final and, and favourites again. So we go back to Friday night, and that was a serious flogging, 42-6. to <laughs> six. Uh, Just a bridge too far, was it? If you look at the Roosters, no Corden and O'Keary. Tokiaho was not there. Brett Morris, Manu, Collins. Just a bridge too far for them? Well, they would have fancied their chances, um, you know, before the game. They're thinking, well, we're here, we're a chance, we're resilient and all of that. And then after 16 minutes, Manly have three tries on the board. It was the fifth minute, the 11th minute, the 16th minute. You know, they're blown off the field and it, it sort of set in pretty quickly that we just, you know, this is it. This is the end of the line and, and 42 to 6 was the result. That can happen this end of the season. Once you lose a little bit of emotion out of the game, you lose touch, then you're not going to get that, that amazing fight back. Um, Manly just showed us what they are capable of again they will be a serious threat to South Sydney yes it's an advantage to have a week off but Manly whereas whereas I have a question mark on Penrith as to how many points they can score against Melbourne that's the fear for the Rabbitohs the Manly ability to score points and if you know Manly get an even share of possession forwards do their bit the Tom Trebojevic show is suddenly on Uh, I give Manly an enormous chance I've got I've got Friday night, even money, Rabbitohs and Manly. I, I, I certainly do not have the Rabbitohs as a clear-cut favourite, whereas I do have Melbourne as a favourite to beat the Panthers on Saturday afternoon. It signalled the end of uh, the Morris Twins. Um, it, uh, it seems we won't be seeing them run round again. They've been, well, I won't say an institution, but very, very recognisable all the time, and I say that in the kindest <laughs> way, uh, as great <laughs> contributors, haven't they? There's a bit of a pun of that, recognisable, because you see them twice as much as anyone else because they're identical twins. Um, <laughs> they are an amazing story. They, they really are. The fact that their dad, Steve, was such a champion player and a, and a former Dalian medal winner um, and, and scored over 100 tries of his own. And then, you know, you think of Brett and Josh and you think of tries. Um, sadly for Josh, no premiership in his career. Um, so he's one of those ones, you know, best players not to win a comp. 
he, he goes into that category now as a star player. His brother was able to win a couple. Um, but um, no, they've, they've, been, they've been really good for the game. Has anyone got any crap on them? No. You know what I mean? They are just uh, from, from country parts of New South Wales, the south coast of New South Wales, that went all the way through their careers and played for state and country and did so incredibly well. Yeah, no, outstanding players, great storyline. Um, when's the next lot of identical twins going to come to the fore like Josh and, St- uh, like Josh and Brett have? It, it might be a while. Mm. Got a, a text in for you in particular, Vossi. Uh, I've got to ask you if you think that Ash Taylor is going to, going to be coming to the Warriors. Have you heard anything there? And is he a good signing? Also heard that uh, Manata Nukawara from the Eels has signed for the Warriors. Any substance to those little rumours? Oh, well, well, he'd be a fantastic signing from Paramount. I mean, if you want some grunt. And I know he, he can run a fine line, and he did again the other night. He has been charged with a high tackle as well. That will see him miss at least the opening game of next season. But no, I think a very good forward. And, it, and, and early in the season, even, you know, pinch hitter in the centres as well was, was very good. But back raised his position and improving um, and, and got better this year. So he would be a terrific signing. Ash Taylor will, it would totally depend on the price. I, I, I don't think, with the greatest of fairness to Ash, um, you'd be paying all that much. I mean, he has to rebuild his career now, Ash Taylor. Uh, from the million-dollar contract to the Titans, he has to almost go back to square one to prove himself. And, yes, there have been some discussions, we're told, up on the Gold Coast they did get together. Um, Warriors, uh, Nathan Brown and, um, and Ash Taylor. So a chat to see where they're at. But, um, yeah, Ash Taylor would be signed as a, well, let's see how things pan out. Maybe an incentive-based contract. You know, play X amount of games in season one and we'll, we'll increase your money season two. But I, you know, I, I couldn't get him at a big price at the moment, Ash Taylor. It's the end of uh, Tedesco's season, of course. Uh, where are we sitting, in your mind, Dally M material? Uh, that, well, he, he will have polled well again. And last night, I should tell you, if you're not aware, Smithy, he did win the, uh, the Roosters Player of the Year again, the uh, Jack Gibson medal that is at the Roosters. They had that um, streamed out, the Roosters Awards. But I do think Tom Travoyce does win it. Of course, voting stopped at the end of regular season. Um, and, and Tom had only played 15 matches. But in that 15 matches, any game that he's played in a winning side, I think he got the three points. So, so I just think it's just been outrageously good this season of Tom Trebojevic. He's my Dally M medal chip. But, of course, the Dally M's go over two Monday nights. They're on tonight and next Monday night. So you won't actually find the, the outright winner of the Dally M medal until uh, next week. But I'm thinking it would be Tom Trebojevic, but James Tedesco is certainly in the mix. Nathan Cleary would have polled well, but missed some games to injury. Um, but, you know, there's they're three very good players right there. Outstanding players right there. OK, Friday night, Rabbitohs, Eagles. What is Wayne Bennett concocting as we speak? Well, what, Wayne Bennett and Des Hasler. You've got, you got two mad scientists going head-to-head. I mean, someone said on our, our radio show here this morning that, that we need to get a psychologist as part of the expert commentary team this weekend to basically break down what these two blokes will say after the game. Um, Des is in his own world. He won't play any games with Wayne Bennett. Wayne might throw, you know, a bit of Burley out there later in the week, a bit of a dis- distracting story. Um, being there, done that thousand times around the block. Des has done the same. I, I, I'm going to be intrigued to see what Wayne Bennett comes up with to stop Tom Trevojevic. I mean, what a test of the 71-year-old Craig Bellamy produce the game plan week one, can Wayne Bennett do the same with his players? Um, that's going to be an intriguing element to it. Bring it on. Um, they're both treasures of the game. I love both of them. You know, I'd, we'd be lost without them. How, how would you ever replace Wayne Bennett or Des Hasler? They're great mm. characters for our game. 
with sensational records, and here they are again at the business end of the season with their sides. Well done to both fellas. Well, how can you replace Craig Bellamy? I mean, you can't, can you, well, with that right. record? And, you know, and that, those expressions and those, those classic shots <laughs> of uh, him uh, in, the co- in the coach's box, they're, they're, they're legendary. So I would imagine, unless things uh, go horribly wrong, uh, he'll be more smiles than scowls this Saturday night. Well, actually, it's an interesting point you raised, Smithy. Just on the four coaches that we have left, with Bellamy v Cleary and Bennett v Haslow, then I'm, I'm just trying to think, there might be, there'd be over 2,000 first-grade games experience between the four of them. I mean, it says something, doesn't it? You know, compared to the rookie coach, we have, um, yeah, well, our, well we, in Bennett and Bellamy, you know, our oldest coaches uh, are involved in end-of-season matches, and Des Hasler would be up there as well. I think, he, I, I think we might have the one, two, three in the oldest coaches in the NRL. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's quite an achievement. Um, experience does count for plenty. I'm sure they've already... I'm sure they already know what they're going to say to their team, you know, their last words this week. That's where the experience kicks in, um, and they'll have their teams ready. I, I can't see... I, I'd be very surprised if any of the four teams puts in a poor performance this week. I think, you know, they mightn't be at their absolute best, as in Penrith mightn't produce their best that we've seen during the year but I'd be very surprised if any of the four played poorly. And which, um, which one are we hearing your dulcet tones or both? Well, I don't know yet. I don't know. They keep us in suspense at Fox League, so I, I don't know. What I will tell you is that the ratings have been uh, very good, whether it's a, a factor of lockdown as well. They are it's extraordinary mm. circumstances here and, and there, of course, as well. But here in Australia, you know, New South Wales in lockdown, uh, Melbourne in lockdown, so there was a good viewership over the weekend. But the Saturday night game, Penrith v Parramatta, was the highest-rating pay TV game of all time. So, you know, the highest-rating ever, um, the, the Par- Parramatta-Penrith game. So let's hope we can build on that this weekend with a couple of thrillers. Um, and New Zealand time, it's, it's late on Friday night, but it's certainly a New Zealand-friendly mm-hmm. time on Saturday uh, with a 4 o'clock yeah. uh, local kickoff here um, between, uh, between Melbourne and the Panthers. So... Primetime viewing, Saturday evening uh, in New Zealand for the Storm and the Panthers. Vossi, on, on the rating subject, would you have any idea how these rug, rugby double headers are going? Uh, well, here, well, uh, look, they were happy, like the Australian rugby people were happy with a the figure they got here on Saturday, South African Australia, but it was over a million less than the rugby league. So that's a concern, but they were greater numbers than they'd had previously. So... Um, people are telling me that the, the television deal they signed this year has been better for uh, rugby, um, and it certainly helps from, from an Australian viewpoint when, when the Wallabies actually winning. They got a little bit of momentum out of the previous week, and it's nice to be able to talk about things like Quade Cooper and some positive stories rather than for a few years there. The only bloke who got headlines in rugby union here in Australia was Israel Palau. It was never for the right reason. So there's been some positivity around rugby union. It'd be nice to build on it. Vossi, as always, mate, we look forward to whichever game you call, maybe both. That would be my preference, but um, I'm not sure that'll be the case. But anyway, uh, hey, thanks for your contribution, uh, as always, and your updates on everything that is league. Travel well during the week, sir. Good on you, Smitty.